It was Ominahu from Texas who made the hustle play from the backside to knock that free. Charles Ominahu, number 90. Never gave up on it. He might get a second sticker. You're going to see him top side there, top DJ. of the screen working. And Stidham hasn't had that type of protection all year long, but eventually it expires. He's got to get rid of the football. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 16 of Prospect Profile. My name is Lawrence, and uh, this is going to be the Senior Bowl special episode today. We had the last week was the East West Shrine Game special episode, so this is kind of the uh, the couple weeks of uh, uh, All Star Senior All Star Game, uh, or you know, uh, draft All Star Game. Or I guess you can call it uh, Super Shows that we've been doing. So. This is going to be the Senior Bowl edition today, and uh, got a, some interesting notes. I mean, I didn't really get to watch the practices. I, I admit, um, I've been kind of following along with some of the uh, talk on Twitter about people that were at the practices, and some of it matched up with the game and, and kind of accordingly. So, I, I mean, I'm just going to kind of give you my general thoughts of what I've, I've seen when I saw it on screen yesterday. And just kind of what I've taken in from from Twitter and kind of combine it a little bit. That's kind of my uh, strategy for this show today. I'm not sure how long it's going to be, but just going to kind of give you just all my thoughts that I that I did uh, put down in my notes. So, well, I think the first big bullet point that we got to talk about at the Senior Bowl was just the quarterback play was very, to me at least, was incredibly disappointing. I mean, just watching the game, the quarterback play actually bogged down, I think, a lot of other guys that were trying to put good film out there. Just in, I mean, I think like the people that really can look at it and 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 separate the guys, you know, from bad quarterback play and, and kind of just you know, make their own judgments. They won't have a problem with it. Some, some, maybe some of the more casual watchers go, oh, you know, like what, wow, a lot of these guys on offense really didn't do much. And it's like, well, you know, when you have bad quarterback play, simply put, it's going to affect everybody else around you in, on offense. And I, I just felt like that was the case all day in this game almost. I, there was very few instances of just, Whoa, man! That guy really stood out. You know, that was a great, you know, just good quarterback and and uh, just all day it was a problem. Um, I did like one guy, like Drew Locke started the game, and I thought Drew Locke did pretty good for himself. I don't think he did anything that's gonna um really drop his stock much. I felt he made a really really nice throw on um, in the red zone to Terry McLaurin, very tight window, just bullet down the middle to McLaurin, but McLaurin dropped it, the Ohio State wide receiver. It was an easy touchdown. He dropped it, which was really disappointing, but I, I thought I'm going to get into more into what Terry McLaurin did do in this game, but I thought that was a really, really nice throw that Locke made. That's an NFL caliber throw right there. That was one of the highlights of the quarterback play all day, which is, I mean, you know, it's like that's not saying much when that's like one of the big highlights because you know you want more than that, but there was also actually Will Greer, uh, the West Virginia quarterback, had another like it was a. I don't know if it was more of a nice throw or just an unbelievable catch by Hunter Renfro, where Hunter Renfro just it was like Greer had to scramble out to the left. Uh, there was really kind of there was nothing really happening downfield for a little bit, but then Renfro was able to just release so well as he Hunter Renfro from Clemson I should say the receiver from Clemson just in case I you know people don't know I'm but uh Hunter Renfro he just this is a guy that played for four years at at Clemson and was a walk-on but just knew how to put just always knew how to position himself always just knew how to put himself in a position to make a play and he just showed that again in this game Especially with this catch uh, from Greer, Greer just lofted it up, uh, scrambling to the left, and Renfro was just able to come down to and toward the middle of the field and just track the ball amazingly, and come down with the catch and just leap up for it, 
in traffic. It was just like, whoa. I, I think that one was one of the highlights of the whole game. Uh, that's what everybody is kind of coming away from with that game. It was just, whoa, that what a catch by Hunter Renfro. So Renfro definitely, I really feel Hunter Renfro made himself some more money today uh, in that game. I, I just really, really like how he works back to the ball so, so well. He he's able to get separation consistently. He's always he's always in position to make a like a like a play or a catch and and he can he can go up and grab it too. Like he he's he's got some very underrated ball skills and on top of all the other things he does like route running and and working working back to the ball. And I just just really really love Hunter Renfro as a prospect. I think he's going to make a team very very happy that is able to get him later in the draft, I think. and Because I, I feel like he's going to fall maybe past day two. Because I don't know why, but I just have a feeling he might. If somebody gets him at that, that's just a ridiculous steal. You know, that's just just a, what a great pick that would be at that point in the draft. I think I think this guy is going to he's going to make some noise in, in the NFL as a, as a slot guy. Yeah, they're just continuing on about the quarterback play though. This is like this is just the point. I just want to hammer down first because it after that, after those two came out, Locke and uh, Greer. Oof, boy. Um, there was just awful, 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 awful quarterback play. Trace McSorley was just terrible. I mean, I, there is no way to other way to really put it other than he he was just terrible. He he absolutely showed why there has been doubts about his ability for NFL and even just as a backup. Why there's even doubts of his ability as being a backup at the NFL level. He his arm is so scattershot. He's all over the place. It's weird. It's like his his arm doesn't match up with what he sees on the field because he, he sees the field well, but it's just his accuracy is so horrid. I mean, he missed guys that were wide open by like a mile, like a, more than once, especially in the red zone area where you need to be accurate. And he just absolutely stunk, I thought, in that in showing that ability to locate guys in the red zone not maybe not locate them because I think he sees, but he just can't locate the ball right to, to them. And he's a small quarterback, which doesn't help his, his matters. You know, he's a, kind of a scrambler, but just like I said, it's when you're scrambling and you can't throw it accurately, then it doesn't really it doesn't really help you. <laughs> you're in in the NFL, and it's. I don't know. I just I don't I don't even really think Trace McSorley should get drafted on his I just don't I don't even know if he's worth drafting with like a six round pick. I, I feel like he's an undrafted type of talent. You stash him on your practice squad and you know and you maybe see you can maybe get some development out of him to be like a backup, but I I'm not not crazy about what I've seen from Trace McSorley. Even in college I I, when I watch them, I, I go, man, I don't really see it with this guy. And it just, it just, his issues were magnified on this big stage in the senior bowl. But also I, I do not want to let some other guys off the hook either. Uh, Gardner Minshew from Washington state looked terrible today. Terrible. I, I was, I think it was one for eight or I, I can't remember on exactly, exactly the numbers, but it, it was, it was horrible. He was, under throwing guys, he was just again a scatter shot. It just uh, didn't look comfortable in the pocket. Uh, I was incredibly disappointed with Gardner Minshew from Washington State. I just don't know. This back end depth of this quarterback class is starting to look really, really shaky, and I'm I'm not crazy about it whatsoever. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, though, I will give Jarrett Stidham credit. He, I thought Jarrett Stidham looked pretty good. I mean, not, I wouldn't say amazing. Uh, but he, Jarrett Stidham, he stabilized things a little bit. 
I I would say I would say Jarrett Sidham definitely uh looked at, like kind of at least more of like an NFL type of player that could be a backup, <laughs> you know, at least or you know maybe you know you. you you tr- you know maybe you could sit him on down for a couple years and maybe he could develop into a a low end starter. He could I mean he could at least make the throws you know like he can make some throws. L- maybe not as consistently as you like because I think I think he's a little skittish in the pocket right now because he got hit a lot at Auburn and you can kind of see he's a little uncomfortable. He guys he actually got strip sacked in this um by Charles Amenhu who we're gonna be talking about. Much more, but I just wanted I want to finish up with the quarterbacks first. Yeah, Stidham looked pretty decent, but not you know nothing that you blew blew you away. You know he at least in comparison to what was out there prior. You know the for that like quarter before him, he was he looked like John like a Tom Brady you know or Peyton Manning. <laughs> so it was. it was it was it was pretty ugly. But um, Ryan Finley uh came in. From, from NT State, who I've covered on the show already. And, you see, I saw a lot of the same from Finley that, you know, I covered on the show. In, again, when he's in the pocket, no pressure, which you don't get in the Senior Bowl, really, because they don't actively blitz in the Senior Bowl. He's going to be able to pretty accurately pick apart you at, at the short on the short level and just kind of dink and dunk really well. And I, I I thought he did a really solid job. Um, and he actually had a couple of really nice throws, uh, mid range throws. Uh, he threw uh, he had a really nice throw uh, to Doss over the middle, uh, and it was I thought it was a really nice nice ball. But uh, you know, Finley again didn't really show the ability to stretch the field at all. Um, just doesn't. That's not really his game, and I I think that for that reason I can see. See, but the thing is, I see Finley as a guy that can absolutely be a backup and be a very, you know, rely a pretty reliable backup in in the NFL because he he can kind of be safe at the ball. He's not going to make a whole lot of mistakes, you know, but he's not going to also challenge downfield either. He's going to kind of stabilize things for you. So I I do like that about Finley, but. At the same time, he's not really... And then the thing like I, I've gone over is you didn't get to see him under a lot of pressure in this game. When he gets that pressure, he tends to... His accuracy, his arm starts to get a little uh, all over the place when that happens. So you didn't get to really see a whole lot of that here. So it was it was kind of best-case scenario for Ryan Finley, and it I think it made him look even a little better than maybe he actually is. But... I still think he's going to be a solid player. I think he's definitely worth like a fourth, fifth round pick, no doubt. I mean, I would take him as a you know backup for sure at that point in the draft. Um, but okay, I will say, I think the highlight of the quarterback play in in this game probably has to go. And but the thing, I mean, it's weird because I. I don't know. It, it, it's it's hard to explain. I like his upside a lot, and you see a lot of things that could be worked with. But he needs coaching, and that's Tyree Jackson out of Buffalo. He's he's huge. This guy is gigantic. He's six seven. He's two hundred forty five pounds. He he's a he's a beast. I mean, he looks like a like a linebacker out there. It's crazy. Um, and and I just wow. Uh, Tyree Jackson. The thing with him is what a cannon of an arm he has. It. Tyree Jackson can flat out throw the football, and you know NFL scouts they fall in love with that. You know they they love that. You know they like a guy that can push the ball. Even. Even if he's having some accuracy issues and, and just mechanical issues, he they he has an arm you can work with, and I think for that reason, an NFL team is going to grab try to grab him, try to develop him. Maybe in the I want to I'll I'll say the fourth round. I'm I'm going to say fourth round. Maybe he goes a little higher because of those physical traits he has. 
Because the guy, he has them. He has all the traits that you that you want. And then he flashes some brilliance. He really does. Tyree Jackson flashes some brilliance. The, the, the end of the game, he had this throw, the, the, the last touchdown of the game, actually. It was the second touchdown. But um, he threw this unbelievable back shoulder throw to David Sills from West Virginia. And it was just perfectly placed. The arm talent was there. And you that's an NFL throw. 100% an NFL throw right there. And Tyree Jackson, he can make some of those throws sometimes. Sometimes. But I feel his problem sometimes is that he doesn't really set his feet when he's throwing. He's kind of will if he especially if he's rolling out that's when you see some problems with his accuracy like some of the things like sometimes like it's kind of the same problem I, I've talked about with Ryan Finley he he doesn't get he isn't able to really set and balance his you know his his feet with his throat his, with his arm and it just then the ball kind of sends a sail on him a little bit. That's the thing with Tyree Jackson. You see him overthrow because he's got that such a strong arm. You don't see you seldom see him underthrow guys because the guy just has a, an absolute missile uh, <laughs> for throwing the ball. So it's most of the time if he misses, it's going to be an overthrow and probably in, you know in another in a, the wrong direction. <laughs> it's uh, he's he he has arm talent. I'll tell you, uh, it's uh, there is some in the in the terms of power. He just he can power the ball downfield. It's unbelievable. And he, there were some throws in practice too. I saw in clips that he was just launching it. It's just uh, he's got some pretty unbelievable arm strength, that like a, like a Josh Allen did last year. And I think for that reason, he's not. I don't, I don't even know if he's as polished as Allen was, and Allen wasn't even that polished. <laughs> but uh, I think, like I said, I think for those some of those physical traits like. Josh Allen had, you know, last year. I can see Tyree Jackson go. May, may I, no, maybe in the maybe a little higher than the fourth round. Yeah, I, I could see it happening. Oh, and Daniel Jones from Duke. That's that's the guy I forgot, and that's another guy. He won the MVP of the Senior Bowl, and this just baffled me because the guy. Okay, you look at the box score and you go, okay, yeah, I guess it's decent, pretty good, you know, 110 yards and two touchdowns. But a lot of things, like I've been seeing people say on Twitter, you can't scout just the box score and you have to watch. And what I saw, Daniel Jones, did not indicate anything to me of him being a first round pick. His, I just don't see it with this guy. He doesn't. He can't push it vertically at all. He's he when he throws it anywhere past like twenty yards, you can just see the ball just kind of floats. There's no really velocity on those throws for him, and I, that's going to lead to a lot of problems in the NFL where you're basically waiting. The receiver's going to have to wait under for the ball, and that sometimes leads to interceptions because D-backs can jump on that and just jump right in front of it. And it just some of those balls were hanging on him, and he also has a tendency to settle very quickly on on the the checkdown, and doesn't sometimes will just not take a lot of those chances because I think he knows about his. I don't think he's very confident in his arm. I, I think he's he seemed very anxious out there. He just didn't seem very uh, relaxed in the pocket. He didn't seem too. He was like kind of set on just taking the easy way out most of the time. And I just wasn't crazy about Daniel Jones's stock. I, I don't rate him as a first-round pick at all. Will he go in the first round is another question. Like I said, the quarterback thing, it's it's crazy. He, people fall in love with the guy. A team may think, you know, hey, he's a steady hand. Maybe he could hold the fort down as a, you know, as a, as a lower end starter for us and at least stabilize things for me i don't i don't see it i don't see that but another team may see that and they go hey let's let's take him in the first to me the two first round quarterbacks this year i think without a doubt it's it's wayne haskins and it's drew lock 
and, and, and Drew Locke's got his own problems. Haskins has some of his own issues. But I think those guys are one and two. I mean, I don't think it's really and I, I think it's pretty much that's where it is. You know, it will like I said, Greer had like some nice throws. Like, don't get me wrong, but I, I Greer has some things that I think he has to really work on and develop. I th- I think I can see Will Greer going probably I could see him as like a third round guy. I think he's gonna go in like the third. I think he's kind of right behind those those guys, Locke and uh, and Haskins. I think like him and I think him and Tyree Jackson are the other guys in the in this class that I think have the most that like, you can maybe work with, but especially Jackson. But it's all about can you coach him up and. But yeah, I I don't know that that's to me that the quarterback play was very very was mediocre to just terrible at times. I mean that that period where Gardner Minshew and Trace McSorley were in the game, it was just it was god awful. And you see, then what separates the boys from the men in terms of being an NFL quarterback? You see why some of these guys only have success in college. So sometimes that stuff just works there, and then their their skill sets they can they can work in college, but they're just not going to work in the NFL the way they are. And that I think I saw that with both him and Minshew just wasn't. I didn't see it with either of them. But I think that's enough talk about the quarterbacks. I, I'm sick of talking about the quarterbacks. It was just wasn't a good. It wasn't like a. He was. It's not even really fun to talk about, you know, because like, it wasn't even really there wasn't really much too good to talk about there. And it just shows you kind of what this quarterback class really is like. And like a lot of people are saying, it is weak. It's a weak depth. There's weak depth in this class. So it's not like last year <laughs> at all. So moving on, we're going to talk. I'm going to talk a little bit more about. So, yeah, let's talk about. Charles Amenehu, man. Um, holy cow. Uh, this guy is starting to fly up some boards, and I see why now. This man can play. Uh, he, um, Charles Amenehu plays defensive line for Texas, and he's a 6'5", I believe, 274. Which is good. You can kind of work with that. He's probably more of an edge guy, but you can probably play him in the middle if you want. But wow, all game he was everywhere, getting pass rush, all constantly getting at the quarterback. Just pressures all over. Had that strip sack on Stidham, just constantly disrupting. He just has, he just has that ability to get by guys. He has great bend. He, he uses his arms really well. I just love, love Charles Omenihu. I I'm very very impressed, and I really want to see. I really 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 want to see what he can do uh, in the NFL. He he has a lot of he has a great motor too. He you see him chase down guys. I I saw him chase, even chase down guys in the run game a little bit too. So he he's just a very good effort guy. He he he's a he's quick. He's strong. I I just I'm blown away. Blown away at his ability here. Like I'm, I'm just rewatching the play where he had the strip sack on Stidham. He and he was able to just he was out of the play. Like he was behind when the camera was there. You didn't see him. Stidham stepped up with pressure, but then Omenihu was by like by him. But then he came back and then got him from behind to force the, the sack and 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 I forced the fumble. I mean, excuse me. And I thought that was just. An unreal effort by him on that play. He didn't. He didn't just stop. 
like I, he didn't just stop the play. I I just I think you could like really play him a bunch of different places. He's just very versatile. Like he's very very versatile. Like he like you I think you can play him all over. Like I don't know if you're going to play him just at the edge. You I think you can slide him inside sometimes. You could kind of just use him as a chess piece as like I like to say and just just kind of play him wherever and just let him get pressure or or even set the edge sometimes. I just I think he's going to be a first round pick at the end of the day, folks. Uh he's I think with the senior bowl performance absolutely uh bumped up his stock big time. Charles Manahue from Texas, man. Keep an eye out on this guy. I can see him as a later first round pick and make make somebody really happy at that point. Um, so another guy on the other side of the trenches that really impressed me was Chuma Edoga, the offensive tackle from USC. I he was standing out all game making plays. Uh, it just constantly, constantly. Uh, a lot of, you know a lot of times. Uh, I, he was kind of mentioned by the announcers. I th- I thought he really did a good job of uh he's a, I think he's a good developmental prospect. He has really good feet. He's very good footwork and he's he's able to keep up with some some quick pass rushers. And I thought he put out some really really good tape during the game. So I uh I think Edoga did did a pretty good Good job putting his name out there. And I okay, so another offense. So actually, in general, um, another offensive line really stood out uh, in this game. A couple few guys really, really, really did well. And guess who um, was Dalton Risner? Good surprise there, huh? Like. I covered Dalton on a, a previous episode, and I, I feel like at the time when I covered him, Risner was kind of flying under the radar a lot. And my question was at the time, why? Because this guy is good, and I'm like, this guy can maul people in the run game. Like, like here's my my original a report on him. You know, I had he has great foot, light footwork. It helps him a ton in pass blocking situations. And the thing with Risner, he's been all over the place on the line. He played right at right tackle the whole game, though, which was really cool. So NFL talent, you know, scouts really feel he can play right tackle because he also measured out about 34 inches at his arms, and that's about the magic number for offensive tackles. And I think that that helped him immensely. But he also has the versatility to play guard. He can play center. He... And he's just a he's a leader out there. Um, you could see him and and Lindstrom. He was making friends with Chris Lindstrom out there. <laughs> they never met before, and they were just double teaming on blocks. I think people just love to play with this guy. He's just got an infectious personality. Yet, like I said before, he has his own foundation. He he started motivational speaking. Dude is just he's a he's a type of guy that's. I think you put bring him in. He's gonna just be a leader for your team. And he in the in the run game, he is just a tank. He runs guys over, and he just showed it more. He showed it more in this Senior Bowl. Uh, there is one play where him and Lindstrom, who I also covered on the show before, um, he they just absolutely double team mobbed some guys in the run game, and I I just. I came away from those two. I think everybody came away looking at those two going, oh my god, these two guys are beasts. He's a dominant run blocker, Chris Lindstrom, and so is Dalton Risner. They both are such, such great maulers in the run game. And I, I thought they just jumped off the page in terms of offensive line play in this game. 
Also, Garrett Bradbury as well, the center for NC State. Oh, he was a rock. Absolute rock all game. Absolutely, I thought, is the best center in the, in the country right now. And, yeah, I mean, he won the Remington, I believe. So he, he just kind of solidified that today in that game. Yeah, I, Garrett Bradbury, I think, is going to be a great player. Probably going to go in second round. I would say he's probably not going to go first. Centers you don't usually see go that high, but uh, I think I think he's a slam dunk as a as a, a day two pick. Slam dunk day two pick for a Garrett Bradbury of NC State. One of the offensive linemen that didn't really impress too much, and people were kind of hoping for more from him was Max Sharping, the Northern Illinois offensive tackle. He just quite frankly looked out overmatched. He. He doesn't have good footwork. He's not very good at his, his stance. Is bad. Uh, it just he gets his he get his legs caught up, and he's not able to really keep up with defensive players because of his bad footwork and bad balance. And that's a big problem NFL wise. And I don't I don't think he did himself favors uh, with with how he looked in the Senior Bowl. Okay, so let's talk about some more uh, offense, though. A little more skill position. So we had so receivers. Let's talk a little more about receivers. I talked about Renfro already, but let's talk about my man Keelan Doss from UC Davis. Oh my goodness, what a game he had! Um, wow, uh, Keelan Doss consistently getting separation in this game. Over the middle, this guy is just fantastic. On the boundaries, he's good. In the middle, he's good. I just came away so, so pleased with Keelan Doss. And his his ability to to get open constantly, and he's a good hands catcher too. <clears throat> Keelan Doss is a good hands catcher. He's runs his routes so crisp. I just it's it's beyond like his years, honestly. And I I thought he he really did a, a number for himself in his stock. I can definitely see I can see him going day two. Now, I I think Doss is going day two, no doubt. He he just shows that ability to get open, and that's the most one of the most important things an NFL team is looking for in a receiver is just get open. And this guy can get open. He may have, maybe he doesn't have the best long speed in the world. We're gonna find out at the combine for sure what his kind of more of his long speed is. I don't think it's great, but honestly, I don't care. The guy can just play, and he just knows how to get get space away from defensive backs and and is a reliable hands catcher. That to me is the most important thing. And I, I just I see a lot of great potential for him. You know, he's a small school guy and he, he but he's just he was he was making a lot of plays in this game. Another guy Making a lot of plays in this game. Andy Isabella from UMass. Wow, I I, I really like Andy a lot. I just I, I've been hearing a, a lot of hype about him and hadn't gotten to really watch a lot of film. Andy Isabella is another guy that just he just knows again, just gets open. He a lot better in the slot. You know, he's a he's more of a slot type of guy, but man, he can he get open in the slot. Former running back. So guess what that means, baby? That's run after the catchability. This guy has it. This He scored this unbelievable touchdown uh, on a screen where also Adoga from USC, the offensive tackle I told you, talked about, had a great block on this play to spring him. But, man, Isabella just burst through after catching the screen had two guys on him and just broke both guys 
broke both the tackles, got past both of them, touchdown. And you just go, whoa, man. Uh, <laughs> I I was very, very impressed. This guy's going to kill it, I think, as a, as a slot guy for a team. And he's just going to, he's just going to do, you can get him those, those little plays like that. And he can turn them into bigger plays. Really, really like Andy Isabella a bunch. Uh, another guy, and it was, and honestly, it was more from the not the catching aspect of the game, but Jacoby Myers from NC State, the receiver. I saw multiple times, multiple times, this guy was just throwing blocks like it was his. It was his main job. It was like he was an offensive lineman out there. And I love that. I love that he, yeah, maybe he wasn't as involved catching-wise as he probably would have liked. But you know what? That didn't stop him from contributing otherwise. And that's what you want to see in guys, in, in receivers, man. You want to see these guys that want to do the, the dirty work, you know, are willing to do the dirty work when they're maybe not getting all involved. And instead of throwing a tantrum about, hey, how I'm not getting the ball and blah, 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 blah. You know what? Go and throw blocks. Open it up for your other guys and and do the do the you know do your job and that's what Jacoby Myers showed throughout this game and that I really I can't I come away very very uh, impressed with him be, doing that and it's doing the little things like that that kind of you know scouts see that and and GM see that and that's a guy you want on your team maybe if he, even if he doesn't go high. He's going to get drafted, I believe, because of the stuff like that. And I, I think he can contribute. And I think he's a guy that could develop into a a pretty so, a pretty solid like third or fourth receiver as well. And I think would be a monster on special teams. So yeah, I I, uh, I really liked those those guys from a receiving point standpoint. Really stood out to me all day. Um. Let's see. The running game, I uh, wasn't didn't really stand out to me. It wasn't, wasn't really anything in the run game that I go, wow, like these guys really stood out to me. I, I thought the group there was okay. Um, so I mean, like Armstead from Temple was okay. Like I thought he was he was solid. Dexter Williams was the guy that got a lot of run. From Notre Dame, and I thought he he did. Williams was probably the guy that showed the most, in my opinion. Uh, he had a really nice touchdown when he had this nice cutback on a touchdown. I, I all game, he, the Williams showed that he can make that jump cut really well, and just he go one direction and change direction really quickly. So that's a very good trait to have as a running back. So I think, but I, like I said before, there's, there's so many good running backs in this class that. It's going to be very hard for guys to stand out. Like I said before, it's going to be really tough. So I don't know where he's going to go. He's probably going to go later, probably pretty late. But I think Dexter Williams is pretty good. You know, I I don't really didn't see a lot wrong with his game. And Kron Higdon had a couple nice plays from Michigan as well. But the guy, again, and it's not for his running ability, really was Alec Engel, the fullback from Wisconsin. This guy is at, is the most Wisconsin type of player uh, you'll see. Just he's a fullback. You don't see many of those anymore. And he and so there was a player is Isabella got a, a reverse, right? And Isabella got the reverse, and Ingold just came out and laid out the linebacker with one of the nastiest blocks that I have ever seen come from a fullback. Probably maybe even from anybody. He just decleated this guy. And it made everybody in attendance just go, "Oh my." And you could hear the the reaction from the crowd. It was just you could hear the hit. It was he just blocked this guy's life into into next week. It was it was unbelievable. And John Gruden uh, was all over it, you know. Of course, Gruden was all over something like that. But 
because yeah, he was coaching, but uh, the, it was uh, one of the coaches for the game. But um, yeah, that just unbelievably impressive play, and he he looked pretty good the whole game, just doing doing the dirty work. And I think I think this guy could be really really uses a really nice piece later in the draft. You take him, or he may, may go undrafted, but even then, I could see this guy landing somewhere just with the that dirty work he does and his blocking ability. Alec and Gold, keep being you, man. Love the I love the way you play. <laughs> that's just that's his old school just smash mouth stuff and I love it. Um but yeah, so let's get back to the defense a little bit. So So I saw like Montez Sweat uh was a guy the edge from edge rusher from Miss State. The guy has been getting quite a bit of attention throughout the week. Had some really good practices. Um, I didn't think he really exploded off the page in this game. I think there's a lot of legitimate questions about the, the guy's burst and, and speed. Kind of, he has a lot of other the other things, but it's a lot of the, he doesn't have like that that burst that you you're really looking for. But I thought what he didn't do in pass rushing, he did pretty well. In stopping the run, and I think I think he's kind of improved on that. It, he looked like he he was setting the edge pretty well and getting off blocks. So I thought I thought that was pretty good that he was able to do that and show a little bit of that on film, and, and instead of just his pass rushing stuff. So, you know, which he showed a good amount of in in practice practices. The guy that the guy that really consistently only stopped him in the practices was guess who Dalton Risner. That just shows that just shows you right there just how good Risner is, by the way. And Risner is absolutely a first round pick. Now, I think no, without a doubt, Dalton Risner and Chris Lindstrom after this game. I, I know I've talked about them before, but I didn't mention this. I think they're both first round picks now. I think they're absolutely both first round talents, and it, for them, it, for them not to go in the first round would be ridiculously stupid. It's they're they're just they're just maulers out there, and. Yep, and Risner was a guy that consistently stopped sweat in practices and throughout the week, and no one else was really able to do that. So that's that just shows you how good Risner is, and you know the ability that sweat can bring to the table as well. But um, Jimmy Moreland, <laughs> she, you know, I just keep coming back to this guy. Uh, it's like he just doesn't go away, you know, and he he showed out at the Shrine game last week. Gets the invite to the Senior Bowl and then just decides, hey, I'm gonna make more plays. He he was tackling guys a lot. You know, just coverage. I think his coverage was pretty good too. You didn't see a lot of throws on him. He almost caused the safety. Uh, at one point, he just burst out of the on a screen play near the near the end zone. He uh, they were they were backed up in the end zone and he almost caused the safety. He was so close. He just wrapped the guy up and crushed him. It almost caused the safety, and I was like, "This guy just—he's just consistent, just an effort player, constantly just making plays. It's just unbelievable. This guy is going to go on day two. I, Jimmy Moreland has played himself into a day two pick, and I'm so happy for him. As I, I was like, he's one of the first. I guess I have a soft spot for him. He's one of the—he's the first guy I covered on the show, and." Well, one of the first guys, him and LaVisca Chenault, who's not actually coming out this year. I changed the format a little bit since then, but Jimmy Moreland was one of the first guys I I covered after seeing some of the crazy stuff he was doing at the start of the season and just some of the numbers, even at the FCS level, blew my, my mind. And I 100% believe Jimmy Moreland is a day two pick. A lot of people are saying, you know, this guy would be unbelievable in the slot as a corner. And I do agree. But I also feel like he can play outside as well. I think you can play him both in both places. He's a versatile guy I think you can use. Yeah, I know his height is a little and his size is a little bit, leaves a little bit to be desired. I get that. And that's kind of why maybe you want him more in the slot. Is it more ideal to have him there? But I 100% believe this guy has a competitive fire in, in nature too. And some in the athletic ability to play outside if need be 
And I, th- I think you can use him in both places. That's just my opinion. Maybe I'm a little biased, but I just like them. I just love the kid. I love him. 100% would draft him. 100%. Um, let's see. Uh, and then uh, I thought Jordan Brown from uh, South Dakota State corner, he made it. He made a really he had some nice pretty solid coverage on Debo Samuel. Oh yeah, and so Debo Samuel that I when I, I forgot with the, when covering the receivers, uh Debo didn't really have a, a big game in this game. Uh, I don't know what happened cuz in practice he was just killing it. Killing like constantly killing it, just getting just burning guys in practice uh, all week. But uh, it didn't really happen today, and I mean not I mean, yesterday, in game. But I think some of that just had to do with just absolutely piss poor quarterback play. Just wasn't able to get him, weren't able to get him balls. But Jordan Brown had a really nice deflection on him when he ran an out route, and Jordan Brown from San Diego State just really made a really nice play on the ball. And I thought he he was pretty solid during the whole game. A lot of people were talking about Rock Yasin from T- Temple as well, uh, the corner from Temple. I, um, I didn't come away, um, unbelievably impressed by him, as some other uh, some other people were. But I think it was I m- might have just it might have been just one of those things I kind of overlooked a, a couple of plays and didn't really get to see. So I think Rock Sin is one of those guys I'm gonna have to go and and look at some tape for because I you know there's been a lot of buzz about him, so I I don't know I don't want to make a snap judgment on a guy I don't really know enough about which I, is not fair to him. Also heard Juan Thornhill almost came I, I this was I missed a couple of parts of the game a little bit I had to uh, leave a couple times and I was at work for a little bit so I missed a little but I heard Juan. Thornhill, my my guy, covered him on on a show. Really love him. A guy that can play a little bit of corner, can play some safety. He made almost met, came up with a pick, dropped it though, but he put himself in good position, which is great. Uh, Nasir Adderley, I was at it again, again another guy I covered already, but he came up with a big pick. He was uh, Jack Tyree Jackson was rolling out. And Adderley just—he was a, right, just put himself in the right position. He jumped it, jumped out, uh, out and picked that ball, and just really, really liked the. Just to, he they showed out some of that of that ability to come up with interceptions, which you didn't always see a lot at uh, at Delaware this year because. Quite frankly, a lot of teams were frightened to throw in his in his zone uh, <laughs> in the field. So he got tested here, and he uh, and he proved that he can play. And he he, he had multiple uh, Raider stickers on his helmet because Gruden was doing that for guys that he felt uh, made some nice plays during the game. I think he had like three or four stickers by the end of the game. So I guess that shows you how how impressive he was to NFL coaches and stuff. So. Really liked uh, Adderley a lot in this game. Again, I think he's. I think he solidified that he's a first rounder, uh, no doubt, and probably the best safety I think in the class. Um, Jaquan Johnson though had some nice open field tackles from Miami. I really liked what I saw from him. Um, let's see, a Kingsley Kiki from uh, the. A and M defensive tackle. He was all tackling guys all over the place. He looked like a stud, and I, I like I like Kiki, Kiki a lot. A lot of a lot of talk on, on him coming into the game, and uh, I really thought he he did a really really good job. He was kind of a, a late addition, I believe, to the game, but he he really showed out big time. Uh, another guy, Iman Marshall, Biggie Marshall from U, uh, corner from USC. He had a really, he, I think he, I thought he blanketed Debo really well all game. He had a really, really nice coverage on Debo Samuel down, a, down a, on a sideline throw that just he just was able to 
kind of pin him to the boundary and just lock him down in, in on that play. And also, I thought Iman Marshall showed some really good ability to get off blocks and make tackles a couple times. And I thought he uh, he did really well for himself. I thought he put some really good film out there. And I was I was impressed. I was I really liked what I saw from him. I hadn't really watched him enough all year, but I liked Amon Marshall a lot. Uh, a guy that kind of was a letdown. I don't okay, but I don't know. I want to say a let. I say a letdown, but it's kind of not something that surprises me because I've. I've kind of seen it when I, wa- I already covered him. It was Jalen Ferguson, defense- the defensive end from uh, Louisiana Tech. And the thing with Ferguson is that he he's able to use his arms well. He's able to do all that, don't get me wrong. But the dude is so stiff that he he, he is, has so much trouble getting around blocks and, and uh, bending. He just doesn't really have that. And it's just his athletic ability is just so is just not in comparison to the other guys that you know are on the field there. He's able to get some wins though because of just his sheer determination and his some of his just brute strength, you know, in terms of using his arms and and just able to he's able to read plays well too. He's smart. He's a smart player, but it's just some of his athletic shortcomings are are definitely starting to show up here now that the competition level has stepped up a bit and i don't know i i I just feel don't feel ferguson's a first round pick like some people want him to be i think it's more of a people really want this guy to be a first but he's not and there was a lot of the same problems with zach allen too in this game from boston college the edge from uh, BC, same sort of thing. Just a lot of there's just some athletic deficiencies there that are preventing him from really being a big time, you know, edge prospect, in my opinion. And it, him and Ferguson have a lot of the same problems. I feel in in terms of that. So, you know, those are a couple of guys that you wanted to see. Maybe could they make up for some of that? And they're in this game. And I don't know. I mean, in the second half. Uh, Ferguson started to make some plays. He made a couple of really nice plays in a row, and then he just kind of disappeared again. And it was too bad because I was kind of hoping to see a little, maybe a little more from him. But oh, I mean, I think without a doubt, the player, the defensive player of the game, though, was uh, Charles O'Many, who was just for just talking about defensive line again, just all game, just a monster. Absolute monster. That guy played himself into the first round easily after this game. But um, linebacker wise, and I I really like I really like this guy Terrell Hanks from uh, New Mexico State. Uh, he he was uh all over all over the place, man. This guy can move around, make plays in space, and he he's able to. Just he's able to get through a lot of a lot of like traffic to make plays, and I I just I liked what I saw from him. He's a very athletic linebacker, which again, that's what people are looking for in the NFL. And he's a pretty solid size. He's about six two, I believe two two twenty three, and I don't know. I, I like I just I didn't really write down a lot of notes about him, but I just consistently saw him involved in plays throughout the game, and I I think that's sometimes better than just making a couple big plays throughout the game is just being consistently involved. And I thought he did a really good job of being consistently involved throughout the game. Let's see. Uh, I don't know if I have not much else I have here. Been going for a little bit now, but. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, finally I just want to say about 
I missed one guy, a couple guys with the receivers. Yeah, I was talking about Debo Samuel a little bit before. Yeah, I thought Debo, you know, on in the practices really killed it. But, you know, in the game, he kind of got blanketed a little bit. Some of it just had to do with bad quarterback play, not getting some of these receivers. You know, they were doing their best. Another guy that was affected by that was Terry McLaurin. Was, yeah, he had that bad drop. I get it. You know, that was, you know, you hate that. But he, I thought he consistently showed through the whole game that he can get open. He's speedy. He's, he, I mean, he, he can run. And I, I mean, he had a really nice play from Daniel Jones, uh, where he he caught one of Jones's bad f- vertical floaters that on a, off a flea flicker. You know, you just want more of a a zip on that on that play. But he was able to position himself well and come down with the football, regardless of of the ball itself, and. It was it was off a flea flicker. That, that was really it was a really neat play, but he just doesn't have that vertical velocity, Daniel Jones. So, but yeah, McLaurin, uh, really nice catch on that play. He was another guy that I thought really put out some good tape for himself. I think I can see him going like like third, fourth round in the receivers, and I think he could be a really good like third, fourth receiver in the NFL uh, with his speed. Um, for me, that was my big, those were my big takeaways from the senior bowl. I probably missed some guys, unfortunately. I mean, I, I tried my best to (laughs) keep track of the action. Like I said, I admittedly didn't get a whole lot of the practice stuff. I heard some things. I saw some clips on Twitter, but I didn't get to watch the whole practices and stuff. So maybe I probably, I don't want. Hopefully, I don't sound ignorant, completely ignorant here about what I what I witnessed during the game. But I don't know. Uh, it was an interesting. It was a really weird game. And like I said, a lot of that this that bad quarterback play really bogged things down a little bit uh, from an offensive standpoint at times. So you know, you, you didn't get as much as a of a read on certain guys that you maybe wanted to just because of that. Well, you certainly got a read on the quarterbacks. I'll tell you that much. But there, there was just some a lot of that was you don't get to see guys get to make plays sometimes because it's that quarterback play just stunk and it just you'd have to then pay attention to like who's getting open and who's kind of you getting consistently getting open and who's blocking well you know and you have to look at those things and that's what I tried to look at uh, at times you know like with the guy like what Jacoby Myers did from NC State the receiver block blocking well all game and even when he wasn't involved. So those are good things you want to see. But uh, I think that is where we're going to end today. Uh, thank you all for listening again. I appreciate it. Uh, this was, uh, I know this is these two last two weeks have been a real deviation from the formula. And I hope this is uh you know, this was kind of a test run. I'm hoping that maybe nail down a little better format for these in the future, but it was kind of more of a, you know, get, take my notes and read them and just kind of expound on my points, but, and I hope it didn't come off horribly unorganized, but, um, I'm working at it. So I always take feedback. So let me know if I can do anything better or or try different things or, you know, or whatever. Um, but anyway, you can follow prospect profile at Twitter, uh, on Twitter at prospect prof. Uh, you can listen to us on, iTunes by searching Prospect Profile. Also have the link on our Twitter to our iTunes. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're also on Podbean at prospectprofile.podbean.com. So a lot of different ways you can listen to us. We are also on Instagram at Prospect Profile. We're on Facebook by searching Prospect Profile. So we're, we're all over the place. <clears throat> so next week think we're going to be getting back to the the normal format for a little while until maybe the combine starts up in late February. We're probably going to do some combine specials and talk about what happened there. <clears throat> That's kind of my 
my strategy leading up to the draft is kind of the big things that happen like that. We're going to do specials on that, and then we're just going to you know kind of deviate from that to the normal formula of like the two players. So that's what's to look forward to in the future. So looks like we're going to be getting back to a little bit of normalcy now after these these big All Star games. So thank you all again for listening. And I hope you tune tune in next week to get back a little bit to more of the normal formula. And if you have anyone has any suggestions on who to cover, please, uh, I'm always free to look at tape of anybody. So send me some send me some suggestions if you want. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs>